Good morning, my friends, or good evening, whenever you're listening to this. It is morning for me. Um, it's the 18th of December, which means tomorrow, probably when this is going to be out, it is the 4th of Advent. So happy 4th of Advent if you're celebrating Christmas um, or Advent. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't even know what, <laughs> what that belongs to. <laughs> oh my God. Uh Whatever you're celebrating, I hope you're having a beautiful time. Um, it's weird because I, I've had a little bit of a battle with, with Christmas the last decade, I would say, ever since I moved away from home when I was very young. Because, you know, the holidays, if you are a little bit of a lonely person and uh, maybe haven't had like the most amazing close connection with, with your family, for example... The holidays can be really tough um, because it's it's this. Um, I think what has been really tough for me is when people uh, assume that you have to be with someone on Christmas, like you have to be with your family, and if you mention that you're going to be alone the twenty fourth when we celebrate, people are like looking at you with this weird, concerned look, like. Nobody should be alone on Christmas. I'm like, that doesn't make it better. <laughs> like saying that does not make it better. Um, so I've definitely had a little bit of a t like tough time just finding finding um, w what it means to me, you know. But again, it's very beautiful, sort of growing up and growing into yourself and building my own life, my own rituals and my own traditions. Because um, the 24th, which is, again, when we are celebrating in Sweden, it has become my own day. You know, I, I built my own little Christmas ritual, what, what that day means to me and what I am doing with that day. And I'm so excited because obviously I'm still in Portugal and I I feel so good out here. It's I feel so peaceful and... Um, just starting my days walking on the beach, feeling the ocean, like it's, it's, I can't even explain like how free my mind feels over here. And I work so well, I write all day, every day. And for some reason, I think I've become more social here. Like I, I make friends with random strangers, like locals. I started talking with this old not old, older woman who owns this little local coffee shop where I go and write in the mornings. And, um, you know, the first couple of weeks, I just went in and bought my coffee and sat down and started writing. And then eventually, she's so friendly, she starts to talk to me and ask me, like, where are you from? How long are you here? Turns out this woman is from England and she spent some time in Bristol. And I said to her, oh my God, I lived in Bristol for a while. And then she invited me um, to meet some of her friends who were also into yoga and, and, and running and all those things. And I don't know, I guess what I want to say is like, it's incredible how your, what you think is your characteristics can change when you land in a place where you actually feel calm and, and happy. I I feel like by just being in a place where I feel very 
satisfied. Like I wake up and, and like what I see outside my window and I wake up and feel excited about being in this place every single day. It, it brings out different, like a different character, a, a different characteristics in me that I have never really felt before. And it's very beautiful to explore. Um, but anyway, what I what I wanted to talk to uh, talk about today, and first of all, the sound of this podcast, the audio quality is still going to be a little bit shaky because um, I'm still just using my portable recording gear. So I apologize for that, but I hope you can hear <laughs> at least. Um, I just wanted to make like a short little episode or updates, a letter in in talk talking form like like as if I would call you and give you an update on my life here in Portugal um it, the I would say the first thing that I'm a little bit um like that I wasn't expecting is that I have um not updated and posted about my life here as much as I thought I would I thought that I would film so many videos and do like yoga videos on the beach and spoken poetry stuff in beautiful settings and I would write tons and tons of uh, updates about things here but I kind of went the other way around like when I landed here I felt no need to be online like I, I really felt no need to scroll on a feed or um I don't know just sit by my computer and you know I guess that that was maybe like a detoxification process I needed to go through when I landed here because like I like I spoke about in my last podcast um I have spent more than half my life so connect like connected on the internet I have spent probably half my life in front of a computer um that sounds like uh, very unartistic but I, I have loved it I, I still love it obviously because it has been my my door out to to find people on the planet who enjoys what I enjoy and who I've studied you know people through the internet but um, I guess this is the first time in my life that I that I really wanted to just take a whole day and just wander around on the beach and sit and look at the ocean. And I think that that is also a sign that I definitely I I I know this. I I burnt out a little bit this year when I released my album and my book um, at the same time, and also at the same. On the same week that I moved into a new apartment all by myself, <laughs> um, after that, it, it was it was definitely too much for me to handle, and I, I did burn out. It took me months to get my energy back after that, and to feel like, um, yeah, it was a burnout. Like it was a proper burnout, and I felt the symptoms of that, and I think. Uh, landing here maybe is my way to sort of clean 
clean the slate a little bit and get to just walk on the beach. And uh, it's nice because I'm slowly finding myself coming up with so many ideas of things I want to create again, of um, things I want to write and courses I want to create and workshops I want to host and places I want to go. And that is a good sign when you have um, experienced a burnout, when you feel motivated and inspired and you come up with ideas again because I, I did not feel that for very long I I had no ideas in me my brain was just empty and um yeah I, I think I I am happy that I went here and I let myself sort of disconnect and and not um you know bring the entire world with me to the beach <laughs> because I think I needed I needed this time for myself um but again I, I do feel like it's coming back and I uh I feel like I have so many new ideas and uh I think it's time for a little bit of a new start you know I definitely feel like I am the master of starting over <laughs> at this point <laughs> and uh, as the the new year is approaching I am writing you know my own new mission statements for the new year I'm having like vision meetings with myself of um, if I could start completely over the first of January new slate um, I don't have to continue anything that I have previously done what would I want to do then the first of January new life new beginning and there are a couple of things that I've been doing sort of with you know my my little creative career that I very strongly feel like if I got a clean slate there are some things that I would not keep doing but then there are other things that you know I can sit back and say if I knew that I only had two weeks left on this planet I would still wake up every day have my coffee and write like that is what I love doing um and so it, it's good sometimes to to ask yourself this specific question of like if you could start over what would you not bring with you into your new life and what would you bring with you into your new life like the same thing with relationships and friendships and like health habits as well um if you could start over and do, you know do it properly and that that kind of brings me into one of maybe the the most important lessons that I feel like I am learning here in Portugal um something definitely switched in me when I landed here I I went from living in Berlin being very busy every single day I I was um working with people being in sessions or being in meetings or filling my days with um to-do lists and um, you know, I, I do love that life. But when I landed here, I had this very strong feeling that I had made life very complicated. Because in Berlin, I went to sleep at night feeling exhausted. Like every single night, I was so exhausted. And I did not feel fulfilled or satisfied because I did not manage to get my entire to-do list done ever. No day was complete. I just had to go to sleep because I was so tired. And then I woke up in the morning already feeling stressed because I'm like, if I'm going to manage to 
get everything done today. I have to get up now. And I have I can't waste one second <laughs> of the day. And then I landed here and I I felt like uh, I made my life very complicated. And it's not complicated. Life is is very simple. But I think I made it complicated by believing that I had to um, have things that I saw other people have. Or or maybe um, believing that I am lacking things that I saw other people having or being. But I would say the most important practice that I felt like needed to take on when I landed here was to just simplify simplify my life simplify my goals simplify my um my needs you know very little is needed to actually go to sleep and feel happy and satisfied but I made it so complicated by believing that I have to achieve this and I have to uh, do this and I have to get this and I have to know this many people and I have to know, you know, like, no, that's not, that's not necessary. And I sometimes, I, I think that we are filling ourselves with those things because we, we don't really know, um, we, we, we don't know how to just feel satisfied and fulfilled as we are right so we try to fill our lives with those external things hoping that it's gonna make us happy but really we're just trying to fill our day so we don't have to deal with the fact that we are not feeling super happy and it's also maybe this is a bigger like philosophical conversation but as I am 30 and I have a lot of friends who are, you know, they have started families and they maybe have one or two kids already. And um, I kind of see the same thing there. And this sounds quite maybe sad to say, but I see so many people who land in their 30s with uh, a stable job, stable career, stable finances they now bought a house and they have two cars and they have a relationship and so I I see them being so uninspired because they have nothing that they are fighting for anymore they fought for their career they fought for this house they fought for for whatever they wanted to accomplish and now they accomplished it and now they're panicking because now they no longer know what to do with themselves, what to do with their, the rest of their lives. So then the natural thing is, well, let's have a, let's have a kid, <laughs> let's have a baby so that I can uh, throw myself into, into this life. And at least now um, I can assure myself of, of having a mission for the next at least 18 years <laughs> of this kid's life. And, and I sometimes feel like People are not having kids because they, I don't know why people have kids, <laughs> but, but sometimes I feel like they're doing it for selfish reasons because they are scared of life. They, they desperately are trying to fill this empty hole with something. Some people have kids, other people start drinking and other people just work until they can't work anymore. And it, it, it brings me to another 
conversation I, I fell upon when I landed here. I was um, waiting in another coffee shop. There's a lot of coffee shops happening over here. Um, and there was this uh, British nomad, I guess you can say, who uh, sort of just waited there and like came up. People are very uh, open for conversations here, which is nice. And he came up and like, hello, where are you from? Like, How long are you here? And he said, this was a man maybe in his 40s. And he had built a couple of companies um, that went very well. And he said... Well, last year I had enough. I had spent my entire life just working, 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 and I was unhappy. So I sold my companies. Now I have retired in his 40s. He's like, I'm financially set for the rest of my life. And so I moved here to to try to figure out what to do now. And he said that, and I, I felt so excited. I'm like, oh my God, you, you, like, you have the rest of your life. You're just in your 40s. What are you going to do now? Like... I was thinking he can do so many things because, you know, he he worked on those companies and he can he can do anything he wants. Like he can create really cool inventions or travel the world or like whatever. And he looked at me like not with that excitement and not with this huge gratefulness. He looked at me with like emptiness and said. I don't know. I don't really know what to do now. I just I'm just gonna hang here until I till I figure it out. And I thought, oh my god, that is my biggest fear. To end up somewhere not even halfway through my life, hopefully, with so much money that you don't know what to do with it, being unhappy, not having any visions or goals or dreams left, like just floating. And again, I feel like it's it's such a, a consequence of chasing industrial goals, believing that you need to fill your life with stuff, like chase things and fill it with whatever there is to fill it with so that you don't have to spend a second just being because apparently that's the worst thing we as humans can <laughs> do is just like be and you know I am the same I'm 100% the same I have been a career person I've, I've fought so hard to build my my business and my name and my company and at the same time I think I have known that no matter how much I build this that is not what's going to make me happy ultimately. And that's why I try to always go back to writing music, for example. Songwriting was something I picked up when I was so young, 14 years old. And it gave me such a huge sense of purpose. And I ask myself now, if I would never again publicly release a song, would I still sit here in the evenings and strum my guitar and write songs yes absolutely I would probably do it even more and if I knew that I would never again publish a proper book and and sell my books and and reach people on Instagram would I still wake up in the mornings and write yes I would if I knew that I would die in two weeks I would still wake up in the morning 
and write because it's genuinely what I love doing. But then there are the other things like if I knew that I only have two weeks left of my life, would I chase, you know, uh, financial goals and do all these meetings with people who have opinions about what I do and try to get brand deals and sponsors and no, 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 I would not. <laughs> I would absolutely not do that. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying like those things are so important in order to run a business and, and make it work, but I don't know. I definitely think I have made things more complicated than they need to be. Um, and, and just a simple thing like in in the city and uh, not even in the city, just the last 10 years of my life, I wake up in the morning and I start my days with either a walk or I go running. And I've done that trying to multitask learning something. So I've been listening to podcasts um, to learn about podcasts with songwriters maybe or with authors or business podcasts or learn about psychology or whatever it is I've been interested in at the moment. And here I've tried to stop the multitasking. I've tried to stop... Um, you know, squeezing as many things as I possibly can into an hour. And instead, I take my time and I walk slowly on the beach in the morning, barefoot, like feeling the sand, standing in the water, and I, I am not listening to a podcast. I am listening to the ocean and the waves rolling in, and I am not, like, repeating my to-do list in my head. I am literally just trying to walk there and take it in and like enjoy the moment um and that brings me to to an um i've been rereading two books um while i have been here and those are books that i i have read um a couple of years ago but for some reason i started to reread them here the first one is Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor E. Frankl. And the second one is Gifts from the Sea by Anne Morrow Lindbergh. Those are two very different books, but uh, and that I have read at very different points in my life before. Um, but I have found them to be very important with where I'm at right now. So the first one, Man's Search for Meaning, this is a classic. Um, if you have not read this book, it is definitely on the list of books to read before you die. It's um, it's his documentation of being a prisoner in the concentration camps during World War II. And there are so many um, powerful lessons. He's talking about um, his techniques of, I think they're calling it like psychoanalysis um but but basically it's just like psychology um how you can find meaning in in such a in a concentration camp really um so when i've read this book before i've picked up different lessons but that's the cool thing with rereading books in different stages of your life because 
depending on where you're at in your life and what you are going through right now, you're going to resonate to different um, lessons in each book. You're going to pick up different sentences when you read it, you know, 2022 compared to when you read it 2013, maybe. So the lesson that really stood out to me this time was this um, lesson that in this concentration camp, the ones that said, oh, we'll get out soon and life will be great then. We just have to keep our hopes up and think about the bright future that is waiting for us. Like they, they tried to think about the future and, and believe that the future would be good. Those people did not survive. The ones that survived were the ones who managed to find peace not in the future, but in the moment, in the here and now. Even in such a terrible, I can't, I, there's no word for that, being stuck in a Nazi camp, knowing that they probably might not get out alive. The ones that managed in some way to find peace in that moment... In the here and now, those were the people that survived. And what he's documenting is, is you know, that there were obviously people who lost hope in there. Though they did not survive. The ones that kept hope up, um, they had higher chances of surviving mentally, right? God, I find it's really hard to actually put words on this because I'm not <laughs> in any way um, eligible to talk about those experiences but so the, the the moral that I the moral of the story is that he's saying the ones that managed to find peace in themselves in this present moment they had a higher chance of surviving than the ones that said we just have to keep breathing because one day things will get better. And, you know, that is, th that made me ask myself um, the same question because I am someone who has constantly been seeking peace in the future. For so many years, I... Uh, kind of accepted that I was not happy here and now but I said to myself we just have to keep working and keep bettering like just keep better yourself and work on this and work on that and build this and build that and one day you're gonna be happy you know as soon as we let, let's just push through this year and, and work as hard as you possibly can so that you can be happy next year or um, okay, so you're going to have a really tough period coming up with, with uh, all of this and all of that and you have no money right now and you're feeling this and this and that, but just push through it because in three months when we have managed all this, you're going to be happy. And, you know, definitely there is something to say about pushing through hard times to, to get to where you want to get, but maybe it's also part of growing up, growing a little bit older that... I feel like my practice now in this stage of my life is 
stop finding solace in the future and learning to find peace in the here and now. Because at some point I'm going to wake up and realize I spent my entire life believing I'm going to be happy in the future if I just keep pushing and working and, and bettering myself. And one day, you know, it's going to be too late. And I do think that at this point in my life, it's time to learn to feel good about the future, but not have the future as my goal, have the here and now as my goal, and be able to um, feel the future and the past in this present moment without wanting to escape the present moment. Maybe that is like the biggest thing. I, th I feel like for very long I was trying to escape the present moment by working or or escaping to new countries or moving to new like even that thing me moving around so much I know I have used that as an escape I have thought okay but soon we're gonna live in Edinburgh and there I'm gonna be happy and like literally that has been my thought so many times some of you know that Scotland is one of my favorite places on the planet and I have um deliberately not moved there because I've been wanting to keep Scotland as my last <laughs> my last escape route. I've I've had this thought that if I come to a point where I feel so done with this whole thing, at least I have Scotland left to experience. Like it, it sort of has been my um I'm not done until I've lived in Scotland. So I haven't been wanting to move there because <laughs> I've been needing I've been needing to like keep it as um yeah, whatever. But but even that thing of like here I wake up in Portugal and I find it easier to wake up and be happy with this moment. Because I I'm making it simpler here. And the present moment here is not something I want to escape. I don't know if I managed to explain this thought properly, but I feel like I'm still developing this thought and this idea. So maybe I'll keep talking about this as I am exploring it a bit more. But I feel like it's going to be an important theme for me next year as well. Um, and And catch myself when I notice myself wanting to escape the present moment I want to learn then when I notice that I'm trying to, to escape the here and now I want to be able to stop myself and ask okay what are we trying to escape from is it the physical place we're in because then we need to change the physical place we're in are you trying to escape the people you're surrounded with or maybe the loneliness you're surrounded with because then we need like I want to be able to pick it apart a bit more. What is it that I am trying to escape? Because maybe in the past, I haven't, I've been so panicked about this feeling of needing to get out of here and now that I haven't felt strong enough to sit down and really ask myself, what is it about the here and now that is uh, tough or scary or sad? Because ultimately, you know, the entire here and now is never awful. It, it's it's like a, a couple of different areas of life usually that we want to escape from, right? And if we can learn to instead go deeper into those areas, can we fix them 
Can we replace them? Do we need to remove ourselves from them? Um, then we can, instead of escaping and just keep running, we can learn to, to, to work on the here and now to make it good, to make it nice. Okay, so the second book that I mentioned that I've been rereading here is an incredibly beautiful, peaceful, calm book called Gifts from the Sea. I, I don't, while I think that Man's Search for Meaning, the previous book by Viktor Frankl, I believe everyone should read that book. But this one, Gifts from the Sea, I, I do think it's maybe more for uh, people who are. <laughs> like me <laughs> I don't I don't think that this is a book for everyone I think you need to be of a specific character if you like sort of slow meditations on life then this is a beautiful book for you I would say if you actually do like my books I think you're gonna enjoy this book if you don't like my books I don't know why you're here no I'm joking I'm joking you don't have to like my books <laughs> it's fine you can still listen to the podcast uh anyway so this is a book and this is a really beautiful story for me because when I lived in Bristol back in 2012 maybe I got this book sent to me by a fan called Kaylin I believe it's been so long Kaylin if you're listening to this please correct me write to me um she wrote this to me and uh, she she sent this book to me in the post and said that she thought that I would enjoy it. Um, and it's a memoir, a, a slow, peaceful, meditative memoir written by a woman who has found herself sort of halfway through life with with a husband in a marriage that is not fulfilling her anymore and her children moved out of their house. And I think she found herself in this place a lot of people find themselves in where they kind of did everything that a human should do in their lives according to the standards like now they have a stable job and a marriage and they manage to raise their kids well and they have a house like you know and and then she found herself feeling just unfulfilled like okay I did all this now but now what like there must be more to life than this and so she moves out to the sea um, and, and, and lives there. And she writes super beautifully about um, her, her experiences, her thoughts on, on life, really. Um, and, you know, obviously I am, I am far from halfway through my life. Hopefully, hopefully. We never know. <laughs> but still, I, I have found myself having those feelings um, lately of... I, I found myself thinking, well, I guess this is it now. Like, I guess this is life now. And I, when I was a bit younger and I was in the middle of my mission of wanting to get my name out there and living on the road with my guitar, like playing wherever I could play. And I had such a mission in my life. I was, I was on my way somewhere. And I found myself lately feeling like, hmm, I guess this is how things ended up. Um, I guess 
I guess this is it, you know? And it's it's like a it's a sad feeling, but the 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 cool thing is when I landed here in Portugal, I was immediately filled with this glorious feeling of the endless possibilities of life again. And I had a strong feeling again of I am never finished with this with this world, with this with this life. And it's funny because the very first tattoo that I ever got, it's a line on my left wrist. It doesn't look very good anymore <laughs> because I got it when I was 19. But this tattoo says, we have oceans left to sail and other worlds to see. And this line is from a letter that my friend wrote to me when I moved. And it has meant a lot of different things to me through my life, but the the sort of, um, the, what do you say? The, the uh, oh, I'm losing my words. The main message in this line is that he wanted me to know that when I feel finished in life, when, when I feel finished with this music thing, or when I have feel like, okay, I'm done with life, I did it. I don't want to do this anymore. I've only I'm only done with one little part of life. We have oceans left to sail. Like when I start feeling like I have experienced what I can experience here in Europe, <laughs> like I haven't explored. I have explored such a tiny little frag fragment of the planet, you know, and I don't want to die until I have explored all of it. And we have oceans left to sail and other worlds to see. And this other worlds to see, for me, that is so powerful because I have, um, I think I've been pretty good at like following my passions, following new interests that I develop. So obviously I started being obsessed with songwriting and then that took me into literature and I studied literature and that led me into writing my own books and learning book publishing and then I found myself having very aggressive anxiety while living on the road. And that brought me into reading about peacefulness and meditation and Buddhism and then the yogic um, philosophies and then practicing yoga. And every time that you find a new interest, let's say that you take up photography and you you open the world, like the door to the photography world, it takes a lifetime to explore everything there is to know about photography. Like that is an entire world. And each time you discover a new interest, it's going to change. Like, you know, you walk into the world of photography and the people in this world, they view the world from a completely different angle than the people in, let's say, um, the... Uh, the finance world do people in the finance world they view the world from this angle and the photographers view the world from this angle so whenever you go after a new interest or passion or hobby or business you are entering a completely new way of viewing the world and experiencing the world and that's what this line says to me we have oceans left to sail and other worlds to see and it's so important for me right now because 
this year, 2021 and 2020, I fell into the feeling of almost being finished. Like I felt like I'll just, I'll just sail it out from now on. I just smooth sailing. I just don't want to bother people too much. I don't want to get in too much <laughs> trouble. I'm just going to lay low and wait for life to pass. And it's such a sad thing to think about now because again, it just took, I just had to remove myself from that place to a new place physically and mentally and emotionally to again feel like I have so much hunger for life and for experiences and for just enjoying this, this time on the planet. Um, and I, I do, you know, definitely want to, I, I am so aware that I'm very, um, well, this is maybe also a different episode. I was going to say that I'm very fortunate to be able to, to spend my winter in a place like this. And I know that people with a physical job somewhere cannot do that, but I'm, I'm trying to never say that I am lucky or fortunate because I worked for this and this was intentional. I very deliberately uh, rejected all ways of living life that would keep me stuck in a place. And I worked my ass off to build a life where I could do this. And I am sacrificing a lot in order to be here that people who have a stable paycheck somewhere, they have other things, but they do not have the freedom to be where I'm at physically. But that's a different episode. But what I wanted to say was, if, you know, I do hope that if you find yourself in, in a similar situation where you do feel a bit just uh, done, like that was it, I guess this is life now, know that all it takes is one shift in your life. And it can, it, you don't even have to move yourself physically. It can be throwing yourself into a new hobby or a new interest or a new relationship or a new friendship, you know, taking up a new skill, whatever. And it's going to completely switch how you view life and, and the world. And, you know, we, we're never done. There's so much to experience in this life. One lifetime, you're not going to have time to experience even a one percent of everything there is the experience here what else what else i am i'm befriending my body again that is also something that has been so important to me through my life um finding a way to work with my body instead of against it to feel like my body is on my side my yoga practice has definitely been a really important part for me to feel like my body is my castle. It is carrying me. It's going to carry me through my life. And here I started working with a personal trainer. And that has also been incredible. Um, he, you know, his expertise and um, just seeing the way that my body still can 
build muscles and get stronger and get more functional and perform um, on a level that I maybe thought that my body wouldn't because I put my body through so much shit in my life. And to feel that my body is still on my side. If I am treating my body with with love and with care, it is giving me so much back. And that is also one thing that I definitely want to take with me into next year of feeling like I am, me and my body, we are a team. I am not working against my body. My body is not working against me. We are a master team. And I am studying nutrition. I have signed up for a couple of courses in nutrition. I'm studying the science of breath work. And I'm, I'm doing all those things to simply teach myself how to live a better life, how to give myself a better life, give myself better days. Um, and, and again, that's definitely something that is going to be my theme next year how to give myself a better life by by just investing in myself. Maybe that's going to be the last thing I say here. Like, I have never invested in myself. I have never understood, like, I've understood it, but I've never prioritized investing in myself in that way of getting a personal trainer or signing up for a nutrition course or... Um, giving myself this time of just sitting on the beach, that's also an investment in myself. And I think, again, it's, it's that I'm in that stage of my life where that's what I need to do now. I need to stop investing in, uh, in social media or in building a platform. And instead, I need to start investing in myself because ultimately that is going to create better art for me. You know, the the more in touch I am with myself, I believe that I'm going to grow into a better author and a better songwriter. And maybe more than chasing a platform, I want to focus on creating timeless um, art, books and music that um, will stand the test of time this turned into a longer episode than I meant than I meant to say but you know what also do I miss the city (laughs) I do (laughs) like I miss everything about it I miss the the grittiness the dirty industry I miss angry people on the bus and I miss being pissed off at the government and angry bitter postman and getting bills in german i don't understand and that's me you know i i always i want all of it i want the space and the ocean and i also want the pulsating base of london or berlin i i just i just want the whole world or nothing and that's okay that's totally fine Thank you for listening. Merry Christmas. Meet me in the morning by the sea The horizon makes it easier to breathe 
Oh, oh. 